The car is many things to so many of us. Independence, mobility, status even. But car ownership is also costly and for the vast majority of us, inefficient. Is there a better way to benefit from motoring whilst also doing the right thing for our environment and our neighbours? This week, I'm joined by Emily Kerr, Oxford City Councillor and car sharing advocate. Like so many people during 2021's COVID-enforced lockdown, Emily had some unexpected time on her hands and whilst gazing out of her window at home one day, she noted the congestion on the road outside. Not any slow moving traffic though, this congestion was parked cars. Emily decided to do something about it. Find out about Share Our Cars on this week's Tea with the Changemakers. Emily, thanks so much for joining us today. Tell us how the idea for Share Our Cars came about. Great. Well, yeah. So, I mean, so I'm a resident in Oxford um, and I live on quite a tight Victorian terraced street and there's an awful lot of cars uh, parked outside because no one has off street parking. Uh, so I was looking out the window sort of one day uh, late in lockdown last year, uh, probably May or June. And I was just thinking that there was an awful lot of cars out on the streets. And I was wondering, you know, given the environmental effects of cars, etc., if there was anything that we could do to use the cars more efficiently. Um, so I posted something on my neighbourhood Facebook page and said, you know, guys, would anyone be interested in sharing cars? Do you think we could share each other's cars and, and somehow make more space on the streets and reduce the environmental impact? Um, and a lot of people responded. And, you know, most people were like, oh, this is interesting, could be a problem with insurance. Um, but, you know, people were very positive. So, so I, I took it on myself to do a bit of research and find out a little bit more. Were you surprised by the positivity? I'd, I'd, I'd thought, you know, something that's, uh, you know, it's a little bit out of most people's comfort zone. You know, it's, you know, and the old saying, an Englishman's home is his castle and all, and his car isn't far behind. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, so I think, look, you know, I think traffic restrictions are very polarising, right? Because people feel like they're being stopped from using their cars. But in fact, just saying to people, would you fancy sharing your cars? Um, I think people that didn't want to do it uh, generally just, just didn't do it, you know, or they were they didn't they didn't bother being negative because no one was obliging them to share their cars or anything. Um, and what I will say is that an awful lot of women responded. So, you know, I've now spoken to a lot of people in this business, both, both male and female, and we do have a lot of men who share their cars, but it does tend to be men who are very resistant to the idea of sharing cars. Um, um, and whereas women in general are sort of supportive of the idea, even if they don't want to share their own car. I'm, I'm not for a minute suggesting that, um, you know, men see the car as an extension of themselves in any way in any, any ego, <laughs> you know, any ego projection or that, you know, women are a lot more considered and thoughtful and, you know, better with money or anything, but you know, that's a discussion for another day. Absolutely. Um, so this, once you had this initial buy-in then, how, how did you go about taking this idea and turning it into something tangible? Well, I looked at a few different options um, for how we could share cars. So one of the first neighbours that tested my car, because at the time I did own a car, um, just added her, we, we added her to the insurance um, and she paid a mile rate, which was absolutely fine, but wasn't very practical and wasn't very scalable because it took me a while. I had to get her on insurance, you know, uh, we had to like pay, etc. So that was one way it did work, but it didn't seem practical at scale. Um, and then I also tried some of the by the day insurance companies. So companies like Vago and Hoover um, and Day Insure. And those are sort of new insurance companies that are often used by children being insured on their parents' cars. The parents don't want to add them for a full year, but the child might want to borrow the car for a day or so or a weekend. And whilst the insurance might be very expensive for them, say 50 
pounds for the weekend or 30 pounds for the weekend it's a lot cheaper than insuring yourself on your parents car for the whole year if you only want to borrow it occasionally so i tried those kind of insurance companies as well and and similarly it was workable but it had the same problems um in that it was logistically quite challenging and then thirdly i tr- um i found a couple of the peer-to-peer companies they're called so they're like airbnb for cars and people rent their cars commercially uh, for profit um and there's, there's four of them that operate in the UK. Uh, there's one called Turo, one called Get Around. They're both American firms. And then there's uh, one called Car Share with a K. That's a British firm. And Hire Car, which is H-I-Y-A, Car. Um, and all of, all of them, I thought Hire Car kind of looked the most suitable. So I called up Hire Car and said, is there any way that we could use your systems, but we just want to lend and share cars within a neighbourhood? And so that was the idea that we ended up eventually taking forward. So you've created this thing that you refer to as a closed loop. Exactly. So we're using, it's very easy because we use all of Hire Car systems, all of their insurance, everything's sorted out by the app. So it's very easy. Uh, but they have ring fenced our area of six streets. And so only people that live there can share the cars that are shared on the closed loop, if that makes sense. So that's all the, the high end stuff taken care of. That's passed off to people who have, you know, this is their business day to day. Exactly. And, you know, I think working with business really makes sense. I mean, you know, most people in this loop are just doing it to cover their costs. They're not interested in making a profit, but they also don't want a huge amount of hassle and logistics and having to call insurance companies and all of that. And, and we don't have any of that with hire car. Our cars, it takes three minutes to upload your car to the app. And then you know that it's only going to be lent to people that live nearby to you. So how have you found availability then? Have there been times when you can't get a vehicle or has it generally worked for you that when you suddenly decide, oh, I need to pop to Ikea and get, you know, medium sized bit of furniture, you know, has, has that all worked out for you? Yeah, so I've never had a problem. Um, what I will say is that I've never asked anyone at three in the morning either. Um, and actually, <laughs> one of the uh, you know one of the things that convinced me that it would be okay to get rid of my car was thinking about what would happen in the case of an emergency. And you know, it occurred to me that actually there wasn't much chance that I'd ever want to drive any of my children to the hospital anyway at three in the morning because it's just so you know it's so dangerous and you have to get there and find parking and all that. And actually, if I had a child emergency, I'd be calling an ambulance. Or I'd be getting a taxi. Um, and so, you know, whilst I haven't, and I'm not sure anyone else has ever had a problem finding a car, you know, that there are situations where probably you would change to using a cab or something else instead. Like I say, the three in the morning problem. Um, but yeah, other than that, it's, never, it's not been a problem. How has this worked for creating a sense of community? then you know I, I guess in a lot of streets when parking's tight you know you you sort of start uh you know yeah <laughs> i eyeing daggers out of the window like who's getting close to my space who's moving in here i'm not gonna be able to get parked now or is this has this changed the dynamic and yeah you know, made people a lot more you know willing to look out for each other's yeah you know, each, each other's motor yeah i mean i've so anyway people in my area don't own very expensive cars because uh, the on-street parking wouldn't make it very advisable um so you know i think maybe a lot of people view their car as transport rather than you know their pride and joy um but having said that the, the community thing's really nice like i like i said we have a whatsapp we anyway have street whatsapps in this area um but you know i know the people whose cars i borrow it's often nice to go and borrow 
you know, borrow their car again. Um, we put keys through each other's letterboxes. It is possible to get uh, something installed called Quick Start, which means that people can unlock it with their phone. But, um, you know, we don't really lend cars often enough to make that worthwhile. So, you know, if I message Christine or whatever, um, she'll say, oh, I'm in tonight. You can come pick up the key or I'll just drop it round to you. You know, we're all fairly close. So it's, uh, yeah, I mean, definitely a good sense of community. And uh, people that have set up other groups sort of say the same kind of thing as well. You know, there's someone I know in West Oxford and he's the only person that lends his car out in the loop. He lends it out to about three streets. But, you know, everyone kind of knows who he is and people borrow his car sometimes or they borrow car club cars sometimes. You know, like it's 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 not necessarily, you know, designed to replace car clubs or taxis or bikes or cycling or any of those kind of things. It allows people to do those other things while still having the security of, of being able to borrow a car if they need it, I'd say. You felt comfortable enough to sell your car and just rely on share our cars then exactly and so we so i've got three kids under seven so you know it was uh i at first i thought i couldn't uh, but then i read about other people doing it and i thought actually yeah, i probably can I, you know i live in oxford it's a it's a city that you can get around on bus or bike um and so yeah so we sold our car in october we haven't had it haven't used it since um you know what i did do though over the summer what i've done is i've leased an electric vehicle so we do quite a lot of camping quite a lot of holidays in the uk with the kids over the summer so for me it's made sense to flip that around so now for may june july um and part of august i've got a car that i'm lending out again and then i'll hand it back at the end of august and then i'll be car free again till next summer probably so do you think maybe that you know, particularly at the moment with the the cost of living crisis, where you know the cost of fuel is you know skyrocketing, and you know car ownership, then you know it. I, I think you had some numbers you crunched where, from the average family, it was costing four thousand pounds a year to own a car, and and that's only only going up all the time. Yeah, I mean the thing is, owning a car is really expensive. Like you say, it's about three and a half grand or five and a half grand if you're leasing. That's the average cost in the UK, and obviously not everyone will be spending that. But there's a lot of studies showing that people systematically underestimate the cost of car ownership um, by usually up to about fifty percent. And I know that I did because I went back and checked in all my bank statements every single thing I'd spent on my car, and then I worked out what the depreciation was. And in fact, I was spending more or less exactly the the three thousand six hundred average. Um, uh, and so, yes, so if you need a car every day, obviously it's not practical, but maybe you could let your car be shared at the weekend, like one of my neighbours does. She uses hers daily, she lets it out at the weekend. Um, or if you don't need a car every day, or if you're a family that lives in a place where you need two cars, but maybe actually you don't use one of those cars very often. Maybe you could get rid of your second car, then you still have a main family car, but maybe you could borrow another car, or you could share your second car with your neighbours. I know someone else that's doing that. Um so, yeah, so, I, you know, I, obviously cars are really expensive and it, it definitely can save money if you're not needing to use one, if you're not one of those sort of 30% of people that needs to use it every day. Do you think maybe that this is, obviously, this sounds like an excellent idea in the here and now, but do you think that this is a, a long-term model or is this something maybe that is uh, an interim measure? Yeah, obviously, 2030, it's supposed to be the phase out of internal combustion engine vehicles. There's also the driverless vehicles that are being trialled and talked up all the time. Yes. Do, do you think maybe that this kind of scheme that you've got set up, like you've done, it might be the way for people to wean themselves off car ownership, if you like, and, and start moving to, to something else in the future? 
I absolutely agree. I'm not sure it's going to be the model in 25 years time. Um, I think, you know, a shared car on every corner would be and an autonomous one would would be a great solution. Right. So you have you basically people just have shared cars um, and maybe they are autonomous, uh, you know, etc. Um, I also think obviously the fewer cars there are, the more we can shift to other forms of, of transport, like cycling or wheeling, um, that are sort of healthier for people that take up less street space um, that, you know, will improve the kind of population health as well as emissions. Um, so in, in answer to your question, yeah, absolutely. I think this is maybe a, a 10, 20 year solve. Um, what I will say is that it's really provide making EVs accessible to people as well. If people, if individuals are sharing their EVs on a platform like this, there's definitely demand from others to use EVs. And that means that people can afford to use an EV um, that wouldn't otherwise be able to afford to use an EV because obviously they're, they're fairly expensive. Like my EV, for example, has been out three times this week already. Um, and with people that are interested in looking at EVs and people that want to drive them maybe for longer distances, um, they are a lot cheaper. Um, and I think it's important that instead of just trying to shift from ICE to EV on a one-to-one -one basis, you know, we've got 40 million cars in the UK, we don't need 40 million EVs. What we need to do is try and work out ways of making that 5 million EVs instead or 10 or 15 or whatever. Um, because although emissions is a problem of cars, there's obviously a lot of other problems like EVs are still very uh, energy intensive to manufacture. They still create a lot of emissions in manufacture. Um, they still can cause congestion that, you know, they still cause deaths of, of many people um, due to you know, impact and they're still dangerous. Um, so, yeah, so I think we need to move towards more shared cars, uh, whatever that whatever that looks like. Excellent. With the scheme as it stands currently, then, as we say, you, yeah. you were spending thousands a year as a car owner. What's what's the cost been for you so far? You're what a good sort of six months into your, into your journey now without without your own vehicle. How have your numbers stacked up? Yes, yeah, so I reckon we're saving like probably at least 150 quid a month. Um, you know, it depends on the vary by month. Um, with and that includes we use buses instead. We cycle. We take taxis. You know, occasionally because although taxis people think they're expensive. If you're not spending £10 a day on a car, that kind of buys you quite a lot of cabs, right? Um, and obviously, we car share a lot. Uh, but we tend to, you know, I use a car if I need to for a couple of hours journey, um, you know, or to go and get something or sometimes take it out for a day trip. It, it, it seems to be a lot cheaper than, than owning for certain. And for those on the other side who are the car owners, how, how is this arrangement working out for them? Yeah, I mean, like I say, in my area, there's quite a lot of people sharing their cars. They're not really doing it for money, um, but they're more than covering their costs. You know, whenever anyone borrows it, there's sort of normally a car available. Um, people are very happy to share them. And yeah, the owners that I've spoken to are really happy with it. If someone else were looking to set up their own scheme, Emily, how would you advise they go about this? What were the pitfalls that you encountered and, and what were the real drivers that you'd you know, really say to people that this is why you've got to get involved? Yeah, I mean, I think there's a couple of options. So if you've got your own car, you can just very easily share it with everybody verified on an app like Hire Car or Car Share. Um, and I do that myself now as well. Um, I just let the lease car that I've got um, go to anyone that wants to borrow it because I know that they're verified. I trust the system. I've used it quite a lot. So that's sort of one option. Um, but if you want to um, 
set up a car share that's just for your neighborhood. That's also very possible as well. Um, you just kind of contact hire car customer service and tell them that you're interested, tell them the streets you want to do it for, and then they can set you up very easily, a closed loop that, that just applies for sort of your network of streets. And then, yeah, I mean, what I did is I just asked neighbors on Facebook, you know, on the street WhatsApp group, I collected emails, and then I, I told people that it was going live. And away it went. And away it went. Excellent. <laughs> exactly. Congratulations on recently being appointed a city councillor in Oxford. Oh, thank you so much. Yes. And busy, busy day. <laughs> yeah, I won't take up too much more of your time. But um, are, are you looking to use your position there to sort of forward this idea and to, to bring about change, you know, at a, at a you know, at your regional and, and indeed at a national level then with, with regard to transport uh, policy and infrastructure? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I'm, I'm really interested in active travel um, and I'm really interested in helping people kind of move away from cars. Uh, a lot of people have expressed an interest, particularly in Oxford, because they, they tend to have heard about it more often. And a lot of people have set up groups. I obviously don't make any money out of this. Um, you know, I'm, I'm advocating uh, for it. But if people ask me to explain them or to talk to them or anything, I'm, I'm really happy to do that. And I've set up a website called shareourcars.com. Um, and yeah, I've put a lot of the information on there. So I'd love to see like less need for car ownership. And I think the kind of the flip side of that is that you see more people able to walk, take buses, cycle, um, you know, get around their cities in a, in a much more healthy way while still having access to cars when they need it. So, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to help anyone at either the local or the national level, uh, you know, set up set up car sharing. Excellent. We don't advocate drinking and driving, obviously, but, you know, there's always a time and a place for a cup of tea, whether that's in a thermos mug when you're travelling or when you, you sat at home chatting to someone on a podcast. Emily, how do you take your tea? How do I take my tea? I take my tea with milk and no sugar. You're not worried, you know, what colour mug you get or what, indeed, what type of car turns up. So long as it's a hot and wet cup of tea or it's got four wheels and the method of getting you there, you're good. That is exactly right. Marvellous. You're, you're my kind of low-maintenance guest, Emily. Thank you so much for having a chat with us today. Really appreciate it. Thanks again to Emily for joining us on the pod today. If you're ready to forget about car ownership and want to set up your own closed sharing loop, or you're just intrigued by this whole car sharing concept, visit Emily's website, shareourcars.com, or follow at shareourcars on Twitter. You can find the link in this week's show notes. Thanks for listening, and see you again soon for more Tea with the Changemakers. Makers.